Nerds International proudly presents... This is a bonus episode behind the beggars. And yes. essentially, because of uh, Bill Gates, uh, we're going to have to... We, we, well, we lost an entire episode of The Foreign Beggars. Damn you, Bill. Recording <coughs> uh, the whole adventure, everything, because, mm-hmm. uh, well, we can't have them play the same adventure twice. They'll know what happens. So, mm. yeah, essentially what happened was a Windows update made me halfway through editing lose all of my work it was I turned off automatic updates and still throughout the whole fucking thing it was bugging me do you want to update in an hour do you want to update in an hour and I kept on saying I don't no now. yeah and then I thought fuck it if it's going to keep bugging me when I'm trying to edit I'll just fucking um, I'll just update it now shut, uh, I saved my work shut down my computer and then it wiped surprise my yeah, yeah exactly wiped my whole computer <laughs> yeah. couldn't even boot in safe mode or oh, anything like that God. so we lost the whole episode so we I'm, tried I'm, really hard to recover it and it was just a no go yeah yeah, um, yeah no, we tried everything and uh, I'm going to have to obviously rewrite the adventure we're going to have to replay it and then we're going to have to re-edit it which will take fucking forever so it's we thought in the meantime what we're going to do is do it behind the beggars mm-hmm. now what is that what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, what goes into an episode we're going to talk about some other stuff our favourite moments things like this yeah. and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun and we're going to end with an interview with uh, two couple of famous celebrities Grimald and Minoc. Oh, they're yes. on their way here now yeah they're on their way here they um, promised us they'd be on time but they're late so yeah they should be on their way right now they're in a limo right they're drinking <laughs> champagne I mean they're loving it <laughs> yeah, so um, right. listeners uh, you've got that to look forward to but for now let's get on with it and let's us three have a chat about the foreign beggars yes yes with Behind the Beggars So, first off, let's have a chat. Why, when we could do an actual play using any any system in the world, did we choose Dungeon Crawl Classics? Because it's awesome. Because <sighs> there's many, many reasons that we did. And uh, I have to say, one of, the, one of the reasons that I sort of uh, did at the time was because I'd just spent quite a lot of money on the book. We had it. Yeah, you know, it's 25 quid, and mm-hmm. I wanted to play more of it. Um, I mean that doesn't that's why a lot of people start actual plays and they don't end up actually being anything worthwhile or worth listening to they just go I want to put a mic in the room and play and, and then you listen to us play <laughs> but yeah. um, I sort of wanted to play more and I wanted to demonstrate why this game is so fucking cool and, yeah. and but also give people something uh, that was that was listenable not just uh, plonk a mic in a room and record our game but also go hey look these are some of the sort of things you can do with the system and that was part of the reason I I chose DCC because at the time I think Nick you and I were having a bit of a nerdgasm over it oh mate when when your your hardback book turned up we were just like look at the size of this and like, um, look how much content it's got. There was just so much stuff, yeah. And then obviously all the supplements, and the more we digged into DCC, the more we realised how well supported it was, and how great the company is, and how much like stuff there just is out there for DCC. We was like, this is the perfect fit for a for an actual play. Yeah, because we just started um, playing it. Haven't mm. I think at the time we just played Intrigue at the Court of Chaos yep. on my birthday. That's right. Which yeah. we later then played um, a more modified version of it on the Foreign Beggars, mm-hmm. and we were quite lucky. Because 
because Nick had basically forgotten the adventure because the first time we played it, you were blind drunk. Sure was. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Oh, God, yeah. I remember you sitting there being like, I can't remember this at all, mate. Yeah, and even when we got to the pub a few hours later, you were like, I don't remember that bit. That bit did happen, did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But like, yeah, so so we, we just played our first adventure and we were like, this is this is incredible. What would be really cool is if we bought the um, was it the treasure chest, oh which, God, yeah. which is basically mm-hmm. a big box that comes with a load of adventures and played through it in its entirety. That's it. But that wasn't our original concept. Our original concept was to get Castle Greyhawk. I meant Castle White Rock, which is one of the longest DCC adventures of all time. But it's actually one of the previous ones made for D and D three point five. But mm-hmm. what we we're going to do is get that and play through that in the DCC RPG and try to finish it. That mm-hmm. was the original yeah, concept. Because right. yeah. mm-hmm. I saw it online for a deal for 50 quid, and then the guy flaked out. And we were oh, like, oh, what's, yeah. another, what's another concept we could do? And we were like, let's buy the treasure chest yeah. and play through the whole thing. We haven't really stuck to that. No. we sort of gone from adventure to adventure thing, depending on which what we wanted to do. Yeah, because well, it's storyline progression as well. It's like, yeah, we could go through this, but then you've got to find ways to fit it all together, which you can do, but because of what's happened... I suppose the sort of natural progression is yeah, kind of... Yeah, I think the game's flowing well. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of... Um, I think it's made it more interesting mm. because if someone else owns that treasure chest, they're just like, all right, oh, okay, next one, next one, next one, next one. I'm waiting for this. I'm yeah. ticking these off the list. Whereas these are, like, you know, in essence, completely random because they're yeah, from everywhere else. it adds else. a bit more unpredictability. And also, I feel like um, one of the reasons DCC makes such a good uh, actual play thing is because... It's fast. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like that, to me, is uh, is what makes good actual play systems. You see, if you get some that are slow and plodding and they, they descend into rules discussion, it doesn't Ugh, work. Boring. I yeah. mean... Um, I feel like Genesis, as great as it tells good stories, would be would be pretty terrible. Work. Yeah. Um. For for actual plays, um. I've I've listened to a couple and and they're they're pretty bad. Mm. Um. I won't name names, obviously. But then you get DCC and Savage Worlds, for example, I think really work. Yeah. And if you had the right GM in Pathfinder, that could work as well. Oh, yeah, People totally. say that's slow, but we've never played a slow game yeah, in Pathfinder. Pathfinder's always been pretty extreme. Would you say yeah. that um, DCC's a very nice system to be able to put your own little spin on it? Because obviously we like to put our little TTT kind of mark on each episode, so they're not like the from the book. We always put our yeah, little spin we, on it. Yeah, because there are certain things we I, I have discovered. Because mm. we, when we started playing it and, and started doing the actual Play. Well, we were relatively new, not to role playing, but but we're relatively new to that system yep. specifically. And there's a couple of nuances it has over, say, D and D and things like this. Yeah. Well, a, a lot. And um, there's a couple of things since I've discovered that we're doing doing differently. And, okay. and there's a couple of things we do differently simply for the sake of keeping game flow going. Yeah, don't exactly. We? Yeah. yeah, well, a couple of things were pointed out by some uh, followers on Reddit, weren't they? Yeah, and the thing about it is is that, um, yeah, it's a very malleable system. And, mm. and that I've noticed 100% within... Um, within the community because you get things like Cyber Sprawl Classics which is a uh, ongoing magazine where somebody's basically converting it to be a, um, a cyberpunk game oh, and then you've that got awesome. um, things like uh, the Gong Farmer's Almanac which is mm. another magazine and the things that they have in that are just ridiculous like they've got mm-hmm. the uh, you can play a chicken and, oh, oh man, done. And, and, then, and then somebody had trench cool classics where it's it's a World War Two game and stuff like this, and it's like the stuff that people do with this, where they can change it and alter it, is just incredible. Mm. So yeah, that's what also makes it a good actual play game because um, 
sometimes coming up with stuff on the fly mm-hmm. is easy mm-hmm. and it means that we don't have to slow it to the crawl to look stuff up yeah exactly yeah um, and I think that's part of the reason that, that, that I love it so much and one of the things that we wanted to do with this series was showcase what makes this game so fun to play yeah totally. yeah because we enjoy like, the hell out of it yeah and I feel like we've done this and done it with such a good variety of missions as well because Intrigue of the Court Chaos is one of my favourite adventures as, of all time mm. but then we had that and then the croaking fane with all the frogs having sex with each other <laughs> and all of this stuff like but that that couldn't be more different yeah. to some of the other ones we've done that's true yeah like when we did Sailors on the Starless Sea which is an amazing adventure mm. but it's so different to the frog one yeah, totally. and so different to Intrigue at the Court of Chaos it's like you're playing a different game but you're not it's yeah. just yeah the yeah. flavour of this whole setting is just so well, varied it allows our characters to get in a completely new fresh situation yeah and like it's a new puzzle we have to work out oh yeah definitely. yeah except all the puzzles are usually let's run past it <laughs> let's leg it and not try and not die yeah <laughs> um, good yeah. tactic yeah. one of the things uh, as well is uh, let's talk about how it actually started I mean we talked about why we picked it but mm. um, one of the questions I get a lot um, and we have answered it on the podcast but I seem to still get it a lot is how we started and people ask did you start with uh, level one characters or did you start with level zero characters from a funnel and the answer is uh, I just wanted to clear this up we played a funnel before the game and then ended up with those characters mm-hmm. and that's how we chose them it just so happened that we had a dwarf and a hobbit and well we call him hobbit in the book it's called halfling but yeah. we prefer hobbit mm-hmm. um, and that's how we ended up with those two characters and then we started them at level one the reason that we didn't want to broadcast the funnel is because uh, there's too much going on, isn't it? Yeah, we just one like person it. playing four people, and then it's sort of like you're going to lose interest in the it's characters that die off. Yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. Well, if you've only got two players as well, usually yeah. a funnel is for like 25 dudes. So I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is going to be insane. You've been playing like 10 people. I know what most <laughs> people, what most people do is they focus on a main one. Mm. And then wait till that guy dies, but it would still be nuts. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it would yeah. be insane. And so uh, I don't think. I mean. It might be fun to listen to, but I didn't necessarily agree. And what I was doing at the time was reading um, the uh, Fafford and Grey Mauser books. And those those had a focus on two characters. And I thought, seeing as we've got two players, we might as well just do it like that. Hmm. And just have it focus on these central two characters. Yeah. Which sort of brings us neatly onto our next, um, next point, is that... Uh, this is a very low survivability game, right? Oh, yeah. And and sort of having a plan to have a game revolve around two characters that has a very low survivability is a risky manoeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> so how, ris- risky or stupid? Yeah, I think <laughs> stupid. Both, I think yeah. stupid. And yeah. I even, even though we were new to the system when we started it, I knew that. Yeah, we, we did. Because we'd like, already oh, played it a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. So how are you guys finding it? Well, as uh, well at the end of every single episode, we're always like, "How was it?" And it's like, "Well, I'm clutching at straws again." You know, I'm always sitting there. We're always sweating here with anticipation. Tired. Yeah, we're tired. We're worn out. <laughs> like because you've usually got about either two or three HP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lost yeah. a limb or, or or something's been changed for forever. It's um, it's great. I love it. You know, I just I, I do feel genuine sympathy for these two guys, though. I do, I do think they've been pushed through the mill. Nick's right as well. Times. Like you, you always end up with something that's changed about you. Like you, yeah. you like. I mean, Minoc lost a leg. Yeah, like, turned into a scaly monster. Yeah, and then you've got, you've got. Oh. Yeah, you're always on like two HP. You've, yeah. you've either lost all your gear, or you've lost a significant amount of it, or something like that, or something in the world has got really yeah. goofed up. Like yeah. there's, there's always something. There's always something, and it's like it's so funny. They deserve holiday these two. But do you find that this game changes the way that you play? because of that 
And I mean, oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, of course. Considering two things, like first of all, this is a low survivability game, and you're playing with just two, and there's only well, think, two people. Well, yeah. think about our um, our tactics of oh, this isn't working out. Let's run away. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to <laughs> because it's like, do we does the party die or do we just try and push on but this way? It's like, do you know what? That's no, not. Worth I would it. like let's, to let's just run. <laughs> I would like to back up the um, the fact that I think it adds to it because mm. if we're playing these two characters and obviously it's um, low survivability then we're playing them like even better than we would if we had like a stock amount of characters in the background to replace yeah. them with yeah, because uh, uh, no. they are fragile and we're mm. playing them as if they it was real because they know that they're fragile yeah exactly I mean mm-hmm. it, it's it's realistic I think yeah. and also um, there's there's a, yeah, if there's a, a high chance that you can die, what I mean, what does a hit point represent? If you if you've got twenty five hit points, mm-hmm. right, and you're on two, that means you're basically the meat's falling off your bones. Oh at mate, that you're point. a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. The, the thing is, if you're yeah, you would run away. Yeah, you, you yeah. would you would at least attempt it. I, I think it's really funny because um, I think. I'd like to see more of that in films. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Where oh, yeah, it would yeah. be so funny if, if like I don't know, the um, the hobbits in in Lord of the Rings were getting battered and they were just like, right, let's leg it. Fuck this, I'm <laughs> going back home. Fuck this. Yeah, and they just leave. <laughs> I like that they're from Manchester now. <laughs> but, back to Shire. <laughs> fuck this shit. I'm getting a pasty. <laughs> but um, I like the um, I like I like the fact that there's there's just two of you as well because it's Me a too. very very different it's a very different dynamic to what you're used to and also the fact that you really really don't want these characters to die mm-hmm. I think it it, it definitely um, well, I think it, their relationships really kind of strengthened over the uh, the course of the the campaign yeah one hundred percent which yeah. is why it kind of sucks that we left it on the sort of cliffhanger that we did Ooh, with sorry, you clutching guys. Minox <laughs> yeah. mangled body in. Dun, dun, dun. the next thing I wanted to ask you guys. Is obviously we've we've only really done seven episodes so far, but I feel mm-hmm. like those episodes themselves have been uh, sort of self-contained stories. They all link together and things like this. Yeah. But what do you feel out of all of those episodes thus far have been your favourite moments? Oh, oh, you, Mr. Can, Lee. you can list as many as you want. There's a few. Um, for, first one for me, hands down, is the um, the whole thing with the puppet and the pop, uh, the puppet in the, <laughs> and the, black, and the black magic, and that when we was coming out of prison, that killed me. So Minok, the dwarf, slips his hand through his sock, and how? What are you going to do with that? Oh, I'm just going to go. There's a snake. Wait, wait, wait! Don't move. There's a there's a snake. <laughs> um, Hello. Oh, Minok is talking. I am a sock puppet. Hello, sock puppet. Um, well, as you can see here, this is my hand. No, it's clearly not. It's clearly a snake. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been thrown in prison for doing magic, and now you're popping puppet socks all over the place. Um, the guy at the reception where you've gone to collect your goods, um, he, he looks at you and he's like, Shit! A snake! So that's, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna... I'm Shit! I'm gonna... <laughs> Sock on your hand sock puppet. (laughs) Yeah, that was was funny as well. And James, how about you? I like um, the Owen Lean um, arc with him. uh, (laughs) When When he he got blounded. Yeah, when he got blounded. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is going to be Owen, who takes a turn and he's like, Bloody lions! I'll show you who's the lion! No, it doesn't work. Anyway, fuck you! <laughs> and he goes to attack, but fumbles. As he goes to slash with his pen, his um, all the ink flies out and goes into his eyes, and he goes, ah! I'm blowned! I have been blowned! 
professors. Blown. Who should think of an end like this? Blown by my own ink. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm blown when he came through the dungeon uh, with us, and then, and then yeah, it was just brilliant. I've been blown. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, he um, he was quite useless. Um, oh, but it was great. No, dragging him along when we was doing like the the potions, uh, when we had to drink the different drinks. Yeah, well, this the lions and brings stuff. us on to the next point because the funny thing is, is that with this this show, uh, a lot of people like the NPCs that come along because mm. we allow patrons to. Be- become NPCs mm-hmm. yeah. and what I'll often do is have an NPC come along with you on an adventure but I, d- I can't just make them be all the bad guys no, so no, they're often right. completely useless yeah, yeah. Right, and then yeah. they, like so we've had we've had Jason Connolly who was a scribe who was just there to write down what you were doing we had Owen Lean who was a big fat noble we had um, who was the last one there was always oh, Woosley who was an elf who was six yeah. years old but sounded like he was 70 <laughs> oh, yeah. we've also got Zovia who's the, the world oh she's the ultimate goddess of law but yeah. she doesn't actually really do much other we than just Sean rule Richard. Sean Richard who was the uh, the god uh, the god the guard of innumerable items. Mm-hmm. Stumpy, Didn't... the lawyer. Yeah. Stumpy, the lawyer. Oh, we had Peter Beckett as well, who oh, was yeah. all representative. And then you had... Uh, yeah, Didn't so we was... have um, Hanson? And he was a villager. Terry Hanson. Oh, he gave was... it away and in the first one, wasn't it? I recognise you lot. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, he was a, a really stupid villager. So yeah. up that, going up that mountain, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've had a lot. And, and I wanted to ask you guys, out of all of them, which was your favourite NPC? And it doesn't have to be all of those guys, but it can be any NPC you've seen so far. Oh, one of one of my absolute favourites was uh, it's got to be um, Keith. <laughs> Stabby <laughs> Keith. It was a uh, Machio's uh, Machio's. Um, oh, it's underling. Underling. Yeah. yeah. So Marcio, he was Marcio. actually another one of the uh, Patreon guys, and he was a um, he was a wizard. <laughs> And he he in during the Kingspire arc. So there was this. He was trying to um, do a ritual um, to summon back uh, some the the elder kith who were basically the forebearers of the elves. Mm-hmm. And essentially, what happened was is that uh, when he did that, he accidentally took you guys back in time with him and his acolytes. And one of his <laughs> yeah. acolytes was named after one of our patrons, and he was he was a bloke called Keith. Yeah, and he was a, a mute. And yeah, he, he was the best. There was a point where you got Marzio's wand, gave it to Keith, and you were like, "Go on, give it a go." And then Keith had no idea how to use it, and the thing just basically set off like a firework in the room. Hey, <laughs> Keith, want a wand? Um, yeah, you hand the wand to Keith, and um, as you do so, he gives it a flick of the wrist um, to sort of test it out, like testing out the weight in his hand. Uh-huh. And it pops off some magic, and it sort of flies around the room. And uh, you can hear some like crackling and pops and things like this. And then um, Keith uh, sort of ducks as this is flying around the room. Both of you are going to need to give me a reflex save, please. <laughs> Twenty. Eight. Okay, James, with an eight, um, one of the little sparks flies off and hits you. You take one damage. He just drops it on the floor. Um, his eyes widen. He looks very, very um, feared of this of this little one. Yeah, yeah, Keith was pretty cool. He's he's, he's on uh, the lawful plane with you guys at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, but he's he's uh, obviously just chilling, having a good time. He's enjoyed himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, he was just, one of my I'm trying faves. to think. I'm trying to think of one that um, tickled me because I said Owen Lean earlier, but I want to try and pick a different one because I mean, of course, like Owen's, uh, he's he's gone mad, isn't he? And he's, he's like, he's a definitely a standout character because he's become an, an essential guy in the plot. Well, yeah, and he's become like a, you know, a super, super duper bad guy. Yeah, he really has. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say one of the ones I really liked was um, was David. 
And I don't know if you remember him, but he was um, the, the the patron in question doesn't like to reveal his full name, so he was just called David. Nice. And, and he was the guy that was buggered to sleep every oh, night. Oh right, yeah. I was just about to say that as well. Yeah. But uh, you 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 look after yourself because uh, it's gonna it's a harsh world out there, and uh, I know how it can be. I myself was buggered to sleep for nights out there when I was homeless. Well, you've been homeless before. I certainly was. Uh, buggered to sleep every night, I was. Oh, well, that sounds sad, but why are you here? Well, uh, I'm, a, I'm a guard. You like that? How's that working out for you? No, I hate it, but it's much better than being buggered to sleep every night. Why don't you join us? You'll never be buggered again. Will it, Willie Minock? What? I no, no, I'd never go back to being homeless again. I was buggered to sleep every night. I don't want to be buggered to sleep every night again. Right. Oh, I'll... no. It, 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 clearly the buggering has left it long-lasting scars. Oh, but... no, no, I don't speak about it, of course, but... Uh... Uh, i got to go therapy tonight, because I was buggered to sleep like, every night. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it when you guys started finishing his sentences, and, he, and he's, like, he's like, see, I, I would like to go, but I was... And you were like, buggered to sleep every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, really liked the, um, I really liked the witch that named me king in the swamp. Oh, oh Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. Rachel yeah. the witch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she was funny, man. I've got to say, Con- Connolly. Connolly's great, isn't Oh, it? Jason Connolly, the yeah. scribe, yeah, yeah, when he came with you. And, just uh, because of like his mannerisms and how you played him was just funny as I hell. liked him because he, he was a funny um, juxtaposition to you two mm. because the funny thing about him was when you guys, he thought you were going to be some grand adventurers and when yeah. you guys were just debating over to whether or not to open a door and he was kind of like, he, he was like, so you do you don't know whether or not to open a door and you were just like look you can't just open a door <laughs> yeah so he's writing it all down and we was like you need to cut that bit out and he was like what? <laughs> yeah because Jason Connolly came along to the mission and the sort of twist for the mission was that he was going to write down everything you did and report it back to your boss he was like yeah. stop, so, stop writing that yeah. yeah so right at the end you, you guys had to get him to cut a bunch out and you threatened him <laughs> yeah. like saying yeah you're going to have to cut that out or we're going to well, also, yeah, we sort of like persuaded him because just like, look, you well, no, it had to be. Gonna be hero, I said, if you're gonna write everything down, you better also add the bit when you was like a right coward, and he done something really embarrassing, didn't he? he was yeah. like, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, you know what, lads, I'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the the NPCs definitely are are extremely fun to play. It gives me um, an opportunity to make dumbass characters mm-hmm. in this comedy setting every time. I'm trying to think of one that is like trying to make. A bunch of NPCs that are completely useless is really fun because I can't just have NPCs come along and, as I said, win the mission. So yeah, it's really yeah. fun. It's really fun making these because they have to be entirely reliant on having a fun personality yeah, rather than yeah. having any useful skills. And <laughs> yeah. I think that that's what makes it so fun. <laughs> but and, that's the thing. They may not be on paper good at anything, but they are, they all have their little uh, little points that make them interested and sometimes do help us out. Exactly. And one of the saddest things is the fact that they, they always um, die yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I mean, that's DCC for you. These yeah. guys are, are low-level dudes and, and they just tend to die because... Well, it's the nature of the game. It's the nature of the game. It's what happens. Yeah. But um, next up, let's talk about how an episode is made, and we'll try and keep this uh, relatively brief because we don't want to um, bore you with all the all the details. Mm-hmm. However, um, the first thing that we we do is obviously I will uh, usually either pick an adventure or write an adventure, which is what I'm doing at the moment. Um, but usually, obviously, we pick an adventure. Mm-hmm. And I'll tend to pick one that fits in with the story. So what I'll do is I'll go through all the ones I already have and try to f- uh, pick one that will fit in with what's going on. 
Um, so I usually just read the intro uh, and be like, "Would this? Could I make this fit?" And and usually I'll go, "Well, uh, I could just make them go for a portal." So yes. Yeah. And then. But yeah, and then. Um, and but then we I'll... don't know. That's yeah, the yeah, I was going to say. Know. He said surprise for us every day. Yeah, he said we as the royal we, but in actual fact, yeah, Harrison the GM, he's he's literally just taking it and then. Yeah, we yeah, get surprised every where. we're called and it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, these guys just get surprised by it. What I mm-hmm. meant is I pick an adventure. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll sit down, uh, pick an adventure, and then I'll sit and read it and I'll print off the maps and stuff like this and uh, I'll read through the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Usually, then what I'll do is I'll I'll also make changes because it's uh, it'll usually say for four to six adventurers and I'll go oh, <laughs> oh yeah. okay um, oh, maybe not but yeah um I I won't usually do this in any real regimented fashion and um, what I'll do is I'll just take a couple of notes and be like okay um this just guy tweak it a little bit I yeah suppose. tweak yeah. it a little bit and go this guy needs to be ever so slightly weaker because mm-hmm. if this minotaur is meant to kill six people well it's gonna it's wipe out two little guys isn't he <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. No, but it makes sense, yeah. And so I'll do that, and then um, I'll just go through. And if there's there's slight tweaks that need to be done, I'll mm-hmm. do it. And I'll do a lot of that on the fly, but I'll do a lot of it beforehand as well. So yeah. it's a bit of a half and half thing. Then when it comes to the record, we'll do um, we'll do the entire record, and we do it in this room. And one of the things I tell the guys is every time they do a roll. Uh, they need to announce their role yep. so yep. that um, it's audible for the people that uh, are, are listening on mm-hmm. on the, the record. What that means is if you roll a number, you say the number you rolled. I got an 18. Yeah, Even exactly. though you can see it, we can see it. it um, well, the listeners can't. Oh, there are actually moments where, um, like me, for instance, my brain for some reason catches up slowly to what I want to say so I'll sit here and then I'll describe what I want to do but it'll take me longer and I'll be like oh yeah I want to do this and then eventually it'll come out and be like yeah that and then Harrison just goes could you repeat that but in in a more concise manner yeah in a more concise (laughs) manner so that's kind of that that's what makes the cut but it's just like they're all ideas that already fought up but I just have to say it better yeah, everything, well, the only every- thing is it's, uh, you're enjoying the game a lot obviously because we enjoy it every time you're having fun but you do, we do have to be a little bit more mindful that obviously someone needs to listen to this and be able yeah. to follow it as well because yeah, at yeah. the table we can get away with doing that because can. obviously you can get it yeah but, and it's, yeah. it's at the table when you're playing a normal table game it's all about just creating a good story together whereas mm-hmm. this is creating a good story with uh, everyone that's listening and as mm-hmm. a result it needs to be fast that's yep. one of the things and that's what we said earlier about DCC being a great game and uh, the same goes for both of these guys they'll come up with an idea on the spot but I will often get them to repeat something just do it slightly quicker mm-hmm. for example there was one in the Lost Kingspire arc where James said uh, he he goes um you know when you're in a cinema with a girl and you want to put your <laughs> arms up and then put your arm around them to uh, kind of Kind of yawn stretch, like do a yawn stretch, and then sort of pretend that you're uh, yawning, but then put your arm around. Mm-hmm. And he said it like that, and it was like it's good, it's a great maneuver, but it's it's just the way you said it is a little bit too slow in the heat of combat, yeah. while yeah. you're going to have the great combat music going on in the background. Yeah. So just say that again, but a little bit faster. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the two ways that we edit ourselves during a game. Totally. Yeah. Just when streamlining you're, it. Yeah, yeah. When you're at a table game, you wouldn't you wouldn't ever say your role out loud unless you were well excited like sometimes you go critical or something like this <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. and, and in addition to that we do uh, sometimes just say things again an additional in addition to that like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll continuously fuck up what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I'll just say it again which can like sometimes I'll go and into the room 
comes a giant bear. And you guys know I'm about to say there's a bear in the room and it ruins the surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of annoying. And I have to say it again because the listeners need to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, but we've got used to it because it's just like we obviously doing the podcast and stuff and doing this actual play. Obviously, there are moments because we're getting excited where we over talk. But then we instantly know exactly what to do. And then the two of us would shut up and then we'd continue again as if nothing happened just because it's... What yeah. we used to. Yeah, what? I mean, doing a podcast for uh, doing an actual play for entertainment is 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 slightly different. It's yeah. like during the exciting parts, um, you know, usually in a table game, you go, "Oh shit!" But now during podcasts, sometimes you actually need to shut up because yeah. you know that there's going to be music, as mm-hmm. James rightly pointed out, and things yeah. like this. And it's so it's it's kind of annoying. And sometimes yeah. you see James and Nick like literally with their hands in front of their mouths, like. <laughs> And also, yeah, there, yeah, to hold it in. Yeah. there's been moments when like e- either one of us have been like sort of dancing behind the mic yeah, because yeah, we're so yeah. excited yeah, yeah. and we have to be quiet. We're just like, and we also yeah. tend to like with our normal table games. You can have the you know it's, it's absolutely fine to have an out of game chat. You know, a little bit of team, uh, a little bit of um, planning and stuff like that. Whereas when we're doing the DCCAPs, we tend to pretty much do the whole thing in character. Yeah, it's all in here yeah. um, and all in character. Yeah. yeah. You never, we never ever have out game chats, yeah. or, or it's, it's very, very rarely. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is in character, mm-hmm. and I think it works. It makes for a more entertaining Absolutely. product because yep. a lot, it's all in the heat at the moment. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, and that, that's what makes it so much fun. Yeah. Um, but that's basically how we record the actual episode, and then once that's done, I'll then go and edit it. Um, for uh, anybody that's listened to uh, previous uh, how I do this things, because I've done it on another podcast. Um, the whole thing takes about um, it ranges it, it ranges Anything it really ranges but, but yeah, I, yeah I've, I've done ones that have taken two days so mm-hmm. that's two eight hour sessions and I've done ones that have taken just one eight hour session uh, but that's about the range of it yeah um it depends on how long it is and how many combats it is combats mm-hmm. take the longest part and um, the other bits can be easier if it's just you guys chatting in a field, yeah, one sound effect. One sound effect. Yeah, if it's um, yeah, fights and arrows going off and monsters roaring and all this kind of squelching and all that, it's just yeah. It's, yeah I can imagine the, it's hard the, work. The um the the most strenuous um scene yeah. that ever took its toll on my computer was the frog sex. I one. knew it. The, <laughs> oh, yeah. the amount of sound effects that had going on at once that was ridiculous. Steam was coming out because, of the laptop. Yeah, I was chucking coal in it like <laughs> yeah. there was no tomorrow, mate. But the oh, funny man. thing is, is because you had the you had the you had the slapping sound. Oh, yeah. you, had the, you had the squelching sound. Yeah. Then you had you two and Jason Cotton chasing arts after yeah. each other yeah. and trying to hit each other. Yeah. And all of that actually made my computer slow down. Oh, and, man. and it was I was like, this is getting ridiculous. And it was I was like, I don't know what I'm doing to myself, giving myself this amount of work. I remember you messaging the group going, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever created. <laughs> imagine, imagine having to listen to that over and over again to yeah. try and sync it up. I was like, what have I done? I can't believe this. Because the book sort of hints at it, but I didn't expect it to go that way. Do you no. know what I mean? Because the no. book never full on says, um, well, it kind of says it's powerful aphrodisiac and stuff like this. But Yeah, anyway. but it does it in such a classy way, doesn't it? Yeah, it we, does. just, we just dirtied it right but anyway, up. once I've done all of the sound effects and stuff like that, uh, yeah, that that's how long it, it takes. Uh, I won't go into the intricacies of how and stuff like this, but then uh, we export it, upload it. 
I'll make a thumbnail and typically yeah. I'll do this by using my phone to take a picture of a mm-hmm. appropriate picture from the module and then overlaying the text over it. Yep. Um, Oodles of good art in there, yeah. so we're never stuck with these. Yeah, exactly. Pictures. And it's it's usually relating to what's going on mm. in the adventure we've used. So that's that's basically yeah. it. Then the final usually, stage is um, yeah, is yeah. Uh, episode name, which is normally a discussion. That, and that, that, <laughs> yeah. The episode name actually takes forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Believe it or not. I, I don't know if people actually give a shit about that at all, we but do, we though. really we do. We really yeah. do. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big deal for us. We um, we're quite proud of our our, our uh, episode names to date, um, and they are a discussion. That's yeah, because sure. one of the things we never want to do is spoil anything, spoil anything. that happens in the episode. Mm-hmm. But we want it to be that if you've already watched it, you know what the episode title means, yep. so you can go back and watch that one that you like. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what that's sort of what they mean. I wonder if it actually works. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Well, let, let us know, know, guys. Do you enjoy the titles of our um, DCC episodes <laughs> uh, or no? In addition, if there is enough time, because uh, we like to do this, then there'll be a proof listen. So Harrison will complete it, and then me and Nick will give it a once over. If oh, there's yeah. any glaring things, then we'll point it out. But other, I mean, they've, they've all been brilliant. Yeah, after much. 18 hours of editing, you might you, you can be forgiven for missing a small mistake. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, there's always there's always loads. But yeah. the thing is, is that um, I'll I'll usually then listen to it myself mm-hmm. once I've finished. So uh, it will usually mean that I've finished it about like 8 p.m. Then I'll stay up till like Oof, midnight yeah, or whatever. Listening to it, so it's a long process. Not it gonna is. Lie. It is, and it it does take its it takes its toll. But then yeah. the thing is, is that's. Um, if you want the sound effects and the music and stuff like that that's that's what you gotta do one of the things that we wanted to also cover here was the community and how awesome they've been yeah um because dcc we well we started playing it simply because we like dcc and that was sort of the reason that we 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 started it but Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that we continued to do it rather than making it a four-part miniseries or something like this was because how much the community embraced us yeah. and, and were nice to us and things mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, man. Um, when I first posted this on the DCC RPG Google+, Plus, everyone started saying how much they enjoyed it and um, how encouraging they were and mm-hmm. how much they liked your two guys' characters. Yeah. We had a lot of people say, long live Grimaldon Minor. Oh, man. Yeah. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. And uh, I guess, what, how do you guys feel about the, the community? Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And it's it's, it's honest, it, like, it's same with the Reddit, you know, we, we, we post our episodes on Reddit and people like to engage with us and tell us what they think of it and that's mm-hmm. the best thing. That's what we need, isn't it? Exactly, because you just think like, you know, I'm really proud of this, this product and I hope it, everyone likes it and if you just send it out and it's just, you know, the response is silence, you're like, do I do a good job? Do I do a bad job? Do I carry on making them? Or whatever, but whereas this community has come back straight away telling us, they like it, even talking about like you know rules of it and, and all this kind of stuff. And to get that kind of feedback from people is really rewarding. What I like as well is that people ask questions as yes. well. And, and that, that I really like and get discussions going. Um, I, th- I feel like, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like um, DCC RPG, because it's an OSR game, mm-hmm. it might be populated by a lot of older people. Potentially, and, yeah. And older people, and it seems to me, from what I've heard from other podcasts and things like this, mm-hmm. it seems to me it's older people and populated by uh, their kids yeah. and people that they've bought in. Mm-hmm. So they've been taught a very, very uh, well-mannered etiquette. Now, that sounds boring, and it sounds like a bit of an old fuddy-duddy thing to say, but the thing about it is, is that... I feel like um, that's kind of a uh, reason that that community is so nice mm. because rather than um, uh, elitism and arguing over which rule system is the best and all of this, yeah. you yeah. listen to, say, for instance, a podcast like Spellburn, which is a really great DCC podcast, 
when they talk about somebody's uh, Labyrinth Lord podcast yeah. or when they talk about Pathfinder and how much they dislike it, it'll be in a, a jokey way. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, those Pathfinder lot over there. Rather than, <laughs> you know, there is only one game and it's D&D. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they often talk about uh, on their What You've Been Playing segment, uh, rather than uh, what DCC you've been playing this, this month, they'll be like, I played a bit of Labyrinth Lord, I played a bit of uh, First Edition AD&D, yeah. things like this. And it's like... They're just really embracing of anyone that games. Yeah, and that's it. not yeah. just yeah, not just the, the yeah, I only play this. And they have a much more mature attitude over in the DCC community, and I think that's what I I like. I'm I'm all for that the, yeah. the, the banter in there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're a shithead because you like this game. Yeah. I, I like yeah, both it's things. Fun. But the thing is, is that what that's one of the things I really appreciate about the DCC community because when you post something on there. People are constructive. Yep. They like intelligent discussion and yep. things like this. And I'm fully aware that our podcast is not that. <laughs> no, right? But no. my point is, is but if they can be, um, if they can be civil and productive with even our podcast, they must be good guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, if you can, if the tabletop twats can get along with them, then then mm-hmm. that, that that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're, absolutely. Those, they're really good, good mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well done, DCC community. Cheers, Cheers guys. Um, yeah. Last of all, let's talk about our plans for the future with with the series and with APs in general because. Mm-hmm. Um, for foreign beggars, what are we doing with it, guys? <sighs> Just what as long do? as possible, pretty much. Yep, James, nail on the head there. Yep, That's about as long it. as we possibly can. I'm absolutely loving this journey. Um, you know, we Gr- can't. Grimald feels like my son now. It's yeah, he's like you know your, he's like a horrible yeah. little yeah. hobbit son. son. Yeah, exactly. It's like literally, if 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 we can continue this for I don't know another year, then oh, we're going to be yeah. made up. That would be amazing. Yeah, we're going to be well that happy. Would be amazing. One hundred percent. There's there's no doubt about that. That's what we want to do, um, long as possible. Whatever shape that takes, or where the adventure mm-hmm. takes these two characters, we don't fucking know. Um, I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. Um, if people are disappointed that I don't necessarily have a gigantic arcing plan, I, I do to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that it's loose. Mm-hmm. And, um, it has to be, isn't it? Yeah. Of course it yeah. does. Especially, especially with us. Yeah, with exactly. these two, it has to be loose, yeah. But in um, APs in general, for, I think I can. I think we can honestly say hand on heart, this is a intrinsic part of our, the TT podcast yep. now. Yes, exactly. Um, but what we want to do, if this were to end, we're going to jump over to Mutant Call Classics. Mm-hmm. And if that then ends, uh, the other idea I had was that I wanted to play Labyrinth Lord. Yeah. Um, but, oh yes. But to be a massive juxtaposition to these characters, I wanted you guys to play um, really, really rich lords yeah. that get transported to Ravenloft, and I wanted to call it <laughs> Raven Lords. Yes. That was an idea that I had. I mean, it's really We've just got on holiday by mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. That was sort of yeah. yeah. That was an idea I had, and I thought that you guys would absolutely smash it because it's like one minute you're drinking tea, and next minute you're being chased by a bone wagon of oh, skeletons. Oh mate, yeah, it's so funny. We would have a clue other than to throw money at it. Yeah, yeah that would be really good. Oh, oh, get it off me. I've got cash, you know. Jeeves. I can't you. Where is Jeeves? <laughs> yeah. Jeeves, help me. That would be so funny. Um, to round this segment off before... Uh, yep, Grimald and Minox should be right on their way. But Excellent. to round this segment off, just before they're here, uh, we got a couple of community questions. Mm-hmm. So oh, Owen yes. Lean comes in. He says, what are your top tips for recording an actual play? Just went over it, didn't we? Yeah, we kind of went over it, but uh, I've got a couple. Oh, for other people, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I misread that question. For, well, top for tips. the <clears throat> for the for the uh, GM, right? Then obviously there's 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 the planning, but for the editor, 
or the producer of it, then there's also, you know, if the GM isn't the producer of it, then those two will need to have a discussion. Well, and it, just yeah, because you, know you need to have, we we already know the balance, you know, with the yeah, keeping yeah, yeah, silent, yeah, yeah. the mic discipline, the no, repeating you're absolutely line. Right, true, very true. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point because um, I've done actual play podcasts before where I've produced it but hadn't been the GM. A very very good example of this: if you go to the Wild Die podcast and listen to their Lankmar actual play, <laughs> I was a player on that, yeah. and Nick was a player as yeah. well. Um, but uh, Eric GM'd it and I produced it so mm-hmm. it has the production of the foreign beggars uh, that you guys would be used to but um, it's a Lankmar actual play mm-hmm. and it was fucking awesome yeah. uh, that was really fun to play wasn't it <laughs> really good um, Nick <laughs> really, and I's really characters good. sort of had an intertwined background I played a rat dude and Nick played a sort of swashbuckling so, yeah. womanizer yeah. and we had to track down this pirate anyway oh, man so funny before yeah. the game Eric said to me right um like what what should I what should I be doing here? Is there any tips before we get on and things like this? And we just had a quick discussion, um, so that he it could make my job editing and producing it easier. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like almost like you and the GM are co directors. Descriptive, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, very, very good tip, James. And uh, another For me, I'd tip say the listener. Always always think of the listener first if you're recording APs. 100% because yep. you you're uh, everybody thinks their game are uh, games are hilarious yep. and brilliant and great <laughs> to listen to you know why because they're for you <laughs> yeah. they're not for everyone mm-hmm. um but when so when you make your ap make it for everyone mm-hmm. that's what you should do not for everyone but for a select audience yeah. or for people that would want to listen to it absolutely um, the reason that your game is good for the five people to play your game is because it's good for those five people mm-hmm. it's tailored for you but it, do- it doesn't mean it's good for a wider audience yeah. so yeah um make it make it a bit broader if mm-hmm. you're going to make an ap mm-hmm. um mine is also um not that we have the best mics on the planet but get ones that are slightly better than than uh, than cheap crappy ones yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah. The, the ones that we record on are um just 40 quid mics yeah. um they're they're, they're uh, a pretty that's a lot of money for me um but the fact of the matter is is that um still i splashed out yeah we myself. had to yeah we had to and to be fair i mean they've been going for a lot nearly two years now like yeah. yeah, because Still there was fine. there's an RPG um, podcast that I met recently that do a fantastic podcast. Um, I don't try to be vague about this, but their concept of their podcast is brilliant. Where they they've made their own entire system, right? Right, and uh, they've been going for sixty five fucking episodes. Well, and it the the story is brilliant, and they rotate GMs per season oh, as well, cool. yeah, and yeah, bring yeah. back old characters. That's cool. But they still, Sound after quality. 65 episodes, have not upgraded their mics. No. And when you can't understand what they're saying, it's just such a shame because oh, the podcast is so brilliant. So good, yeah. It's the only thing that's letting them down is mechanical yeah, it, failure, basically. It yeah. doesn't have to be, uh, you know, um, professional studio quality. It just no. has to be good enough to be listened to. Because um, one of our favourite podcasts, um, who I can't remember the f- bloody Delvers. Name. Delvers. The Delvers, that's yeah. it. Sorry, <laughs> bloody brain. Bloody brain. Um, the Delvers. Um, their mics, you know, they're, honestly, they're a bit crappy, but the podcast is so good mm. that it's worth a listen. But you, you yeah. just want to get something that's that's above uh, so, yeah. dog shit. So basically, what <laughs> we're saying dog is, shit, yeah. is your setup. It's got to be good. A little tip that we do get is... Get pop shields. Yeah, you know, pop shields, sit sit appropriately close or away from the mic and also um, do some sound dampening. Yeah. We, get, we use pillows just to put against the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's so. nothing technical or professional. We literally put a couple of pillows behind well, our it's, mics. It's your, it it's your standard bed bedroom um, producing kind yeah, of yeah. etiquette, isn't uh-huh. it? 
So and just stop reverberation and natural mm-hmm. reverb and, and all this stuff. And, and with regards to where you are, you don't want to be here. But you and you don't, don't want, want to be, be back here. here. You want to be about here. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. And that's it. And he also says, Harrison, would you run a workshop on producing podcasts? No. No. Um, <laughs> Trade secrets. Top secrets. Top secrets. <laughs> top secrets, <laughs> even though we just told you all the... Shit! Not, not the proper inner, inner secrets. No, because there are some secrets that I will not give, like all the ones we just did. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, next one comes in from Terry Hansen. He says, tell me, what do you think the secret is behind your podcast's amazing success? <laughs> Which one... Well, <laughs> you know what annoys me about this is he, he keeps on asking this question. He asked the same question on my anime podcast, and I think he's mocking me. I've honest, got an answer for I this. didn't know it was that successful um, no, it's, it, it's nice that we Nick he's mocking us he's mocking us fuck Terry fuck Terry alright All right. well Terry when you become our agent <laughs> then we can do better what? than yeah, that yeah, yeah Terry if you, if you think you got the secret to becoming successful well why don't you come on here and prove it huh? <laughs> <laughs> bring it <laughs> you, you prick <laughs> mocking us yeah you village idiot you've ruined Ruined. <laughs> oh my god, you blew everything in the first episode. Um, no, 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 what I know what he's getting at. Actually, you know him. what? That's what he's trying to say, isn't he? He wants us to say it's him, that character. Oh, it's you, Terry. In the first episode that has made this so, so, so successful. All right, so let's move on because I think I hear a limo pulling up outside. My name is Harrison Hunt, and welcome to this new brilliant chat show, Dungeon Chat Classics. And, of course, we've got two very special guests with us tonight. They are two penniless hobos from the gutter. They know all about scraping the bottom of the butter. It is, of course, Grimald and Minoc. Hello, you guys. Hello. Um, I... I don't really know what's happening. I would say it's nice to be here, but it wasn't. It was an awful journey. Well, you didn't enjoy the limo, right? Oh, no, that part was nice. It was being uh, dragged through the portal again. I remember the... I remember the it's limo ride. What do you it reminded me of, uh, of my rich days. We tried Cavossier. Is that it? No. Yes, Cavossier, Cavossier. We had some of that. What do you make of the uh, the peanuts? Did you like those? Peanuts, yes. They I, were I couldn't, I couldn't get my hands around how we could get them from within their containment packet. <laughs> Right, okay. So I just let them hold. Um, right, well, um, obviously, thank you very much for coming down here. I do apologise for dragging you out of your fantasy universe and into ours to... Uh... It's all right, it's all right. As long as we don't, as long as we're not here too long. This air, air's area is funny. Well, is this all the pollution? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Pollutant. Grimald, I've uh, got a question for you, first of all. As we all know, you were taken into the notorious Assassin's Guild, the Blackfinger, at a young age, and brainwashed into thinking that what you were doing was right, killing many, many innocents simply for cash and laughing as you did it. What was it that made you realise that what you were doing was one of the worst sins a man could commit? And keep it light, this is a comedy show. Well, thing is, um, yeah, back in my bad days... I weren't really thinking too straight. I got fed up with the blood. Washing it out of your fingernails gets really annoying after a while. And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't make, don't make a lot of friends when you're slaughtering them, see? And I bumped into this, this lump over here, <laughs> didn't I? And uh, yeah, he told me to stop it and, and all that. And uh, I had to get over my wicked ways. 
That's very, it's a very touching story, Greg. Yeah. Very touching. Thanks. Um, Minoc, during the show, you often talk about how you used to have money working, <laughs> working for a rich family. Is this genuinely true? No. I mean, sorry. And if so, what what was it like losing all of that? Well, I'm not going to lie and say it was an easy transition. You know, imagine going from the riches of the rich to the poorest of the poor. Just imagine it. It's horrible. No, I can't. Uh, okay, well... It's not that bad. Well, obviously, you, you can't understand it either because you weren't in my position. But... Maybe were you. <laughs> anyway, so... But, you know, when I was a rich man, I liked to give money to the poor and the helpless. people like in my position that I am now and I'm, I'm glad I did that I'm glad I did that because now I truly understand how it is to be poor in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's horrible yes we well we you know we, we haven't got a lot of time Monica uh, so uh, of course you, you guys have been on a lot of adventures together especially since since your first one where you remember when all of the homeless people of Fanning City started to go missing and you investigated oh, that, yes. that strange yeah. keep on the hill Oh yes, very strange. Of all the things that you've done thus far, what was the scariest thing that you've done together? All of it, if I'm honest with you. It's all been freaking. T- Am I allowed to swear on this? N- no. Okay. It's all been freaking terrifying. Uh, you know, one minute we're down an alley begging, making a living, and the next thing you know, we're saving the world over and over again. It's uh, it's heavy burden on these little shoulders. I'm not gonna lie. Um. So yeah, all of it. I'm still terrified now. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely with Grim on this. I'm, I'm pretty much just scared day in, day out nowadays. Ever since you know we we stopped the begging and started the saving, so I've just been petrified. Yeah, p- permanent trauma is this kind of state we live in now. Well, that 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 does sound that does sound quite horrible. Um, do you feel as if um you're suited to the task of saving? Saving the world. I mean, no. having... Well, thank you for interrupting, Minoc. Um, but having been the ones to destroy it, do you feel as if it is your responsibility to save it? No. Um, we didn't ask for any of this, uh, be honest with you. But it is now our calling. I suppose, yes. Um, so we must, I suppose, if there's a... If we're, if we've want any kind of redemption for the, the, I mean, the small accident that occurred with the egg and the sword. So you would describe um, the most cataclysmic event to ever happen to your fantasy realm as a small accident. Yes, it was small whoopsie. It was a, it was a, a small, tiny little mishap, and yeah. um, and we are trying to make good on that, uh, and we have been ever since. I mean, you know not going to be fixed overnight or anything no it seems to be a constant struggle at the moment trying to fix our wrongs but uh, okay we're getting there though and uh, along the way obviously you guys have met a lot of (laughs) colourful characters (laughs) Um, but of all of these (laughs) characters um, which is uh, your which which one has stuck out to you the most which one did did you like the most we'll start we'll start with Grimald well I'm glad you asked that Um, what's his name again Harrison Harrison I'm glad you asked that, Harrison. Um, there is one, one L, one person that, that, that I'm very fond of. I called him his son, Woosley, the little kid. You're gonna have to remind me who this is. Um, it was 
Well, he was a young lad, but he had a voice of an eighty-year-old. Oh, him? Yeah, he got destroyed by the guy a, in episode um, seven. He was only—you knew him for barely five minutes. Yeah, but we had a connection that was like no other. I feel like that might have been one way, Grimald. No, not at all. I mean, he got mashed to death by a man bat. Come on, show a little bit of respect. But Woosley, if you if you are somewhere out there in the afterlife, Daddy, sorry. I've got you. I've got your arrowhead in my pocket. And Minoc, how about you? Um, you, you're a very friendly person. Yes, yes, I am. Thank uh, you. Said no one ever. Um, oh, oh. So, uh, what, what, what? Who's the, who's the first person? Who's who's the favourite person that you've met along the way? Well, actually, there is uh, one person who I do kind of miss. Uh, do you remember the torturer? I can't forget the torturer. No, but he was. He was a grand, grand man. You having a laugh, mine, eh? So, um, no. was it, well, I mean, he did He did originally try to kill you, but obviously, um, as you raced through the Kingspire trying to trying to leave, you guys created quite a bond, didn't you, Miney? Yes, we did. We got on well, we, we drank, and we, and we spoke, and we discussed our lives, and... Oh, yeah. He was, he was like a brother to me. Hmm. Right. A really ginormous, gargantuan brother to me. It's got to be awkward in here all of a sudden. You guys fall in love very easily, don't you? At what? What? Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, these are two people that you've met for for five minutes, and well, one of them's a brother, and the other's a son. You got to remember, uh, before all our adventuring and 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 high adventure happened, our best mates were a couple of rats that were living in the sewer. One was dead. Well, I had I had Jeeves and. And Jeffrey. Well, oh, you're not going that far back. You mean our poor days? I thought you were referring to the rich days. Well, I've only had poor days. I've had poor days and murder days. They're my two sets of days that I've existed in. Right, right. So, uh, actually, I've got a uh, note uh, here from somebody from within your universe as well who just actually wanted to ask a question of you guys. Who is it? Uh, you might know him. His name's Owen Lean. What? Oh, shit. Mm. Sorry, what? Yes. Um, he, he wonders who would win in a fight between... Grimald and Minot. <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> None of us, because we're such good friends. But we... hypothetically, it's obviously me, in it. <laughs> Grim, Grim, I'd snap his leg. I can't believe you. You were so hot off the mark with that. No, I mean it's hypothetical, isn't it? It's not real. Well, hypothetically, it still wouldn't happen, now, would it? No. Oh well, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd snap his leg and then stab him with it. No, I'd, 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 I'd snap his neck then. Me. We'll talk about this after. I can't speak, you king. Well, okay. Thanks very much for coming in, guys. I really appreciate you coming in for the interview. Was that that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, so we, we have to go. Yeah, well, now. yeah, we got we got to wrap this up. Where's we, the food? Oh, well, we don't have a lot of time. Can more champagne? Food. Can I take this fluffy thing? There's more, champ- more champagne. No, no, you can't take that. No more champagne. Caviar, please. Look, but there's strict budgets on a show like this. Will you guys shut up? I'm trying to do the outro. Okay. Okay. Just get, just shut up for a minute. All and right. We'll get you some Skittles. All right, so that was Grimald and Minoc, everyone. Thank you very much for coming in to those guys. It was very insightful into their characters and what they're actually like. Uh, <laughs> very funny. Um, so, cheers, guys. And uh, if you just like to walk off to that area of the stage over there, you will see a portal has opened up to send you back to your uh, fantasy dimension. Unfortunately... Uh, you know, uh, temporal law does dictate that you do have to go back to your universe uh, to where oh, you right. have to deal with the apocalypse again. So, <sighs> see you later, everyone. Everyone, give a big hand to Grimald and Minog. <laughs>
back to the earth. You know? Hey, Grim, what do you mean that you take me and you snap my leg? Uh, you, you're misunderstanding. No, I'm not misunderstanding it at all. It was hypothetical. No, even hypothetically, I said it wouldn't wouldn't happen. Do you actually? Do you actually? Dislike me then? No, not at all. I love you, but uh, the thing then is, why would what, you say that we'd 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 have this fight? I always measure everyone I know, um, just in case. Excuse me, excuse yeah. me. Um, what? Could, you, could you go into your portal, please? I'm uh, going when I'm ready. We're, we're in the middle of something here, right? No, it's, it's, we, you know, it costs an extraordinary amount of money to keep this open. Oh, just, so, just, just a minute, just a minute. Just I like your world. I just want to stay here a little bit longer. That's wait, what I'm trying to say. Sir, let's, I won't, sir, let's clear this sir, up. Sir, excuse me, sirs. No, I don't want to have to call security. Fine. Okay, I'll ask you one more time. Get in your portal, please. We'll finish this later, Miney. Um, you have a lisp. Goodbye. Well, that's really... That's really unkind to point out. I... Okay, security! Run, run, Miney, run, quick. Get down in the damn portal. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're going to I'm going to cut you. Let's get back to that horrible old place again. We'll see you again, whatever this is. What's this place called? The Earth. Earth. Oh, Earth. We'll maybe see, see each other again. See you soon, the Earth. Bye. See you later. <laughs>